Hey, how you doing? This is the FBTV podcast. It's Wednesday, October 26th, Halloween. Just around the corner, November, right after Halloween. When do we set the, uh, when do we do the clock thing? Uh, spring forward, fall back, right? Yeah, falling back. So going to lose an hour of light. Personally, I kind of like the daylight savings. I like it being light later in the day. You know, that lighting, all that fun stuff, but you get the idea. Anyway, each their own on that. I know there's a debate, and I think, uh, what, this year, next year? Next year, won't it? I think I think it's reverting. I don't know. I, I got to do I know it was in the news a while back. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. Maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. Sometimes I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. FBTV podcast, we try to get this to you every Wednesday. Haven't done that the last couple of weeks. That's been our bad. We've been doing some uh, things around the shop here. Unable to uh, get a podcast up. But this podcast, if you're listening to it, you can also see it on YouTube. Yeah, we're posting the whole podcast. We are going to... Maybe start recording the whole podcast, post it on YouTube, and then cut it up in little chunks, you know, depending on the topics. But anyway, more about that later. Today's October 26th. It's Mule Day, Pumpkin Day, Texas Chicken Fried Steak Day. To be honest with you, I think every day should be Texas Chicken Fried Steak Day. But anyway, also Hal at the Moon Night. <laughs> Howl at the Moon night. Howl at the Moon on a Wednesday. Got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. We got uh, Q&As. Uh, we got other stuff that has nothing to do with transportation, and we have a lot of transportation news to talk about as well. Uh, Q&A, we'll get to that in a moment. First things first, if you got a pack car truck, Jim and Crickets, they've recalled 76,490 of those big babies. Peterbilt Motor Company's Kenworth model siding the 15-inch digital display may freeze, lock up on you, and not display critical safety information. Ah, the good old days when you had the uh, analog dials. If your speedometer didn't work, you replaced the cable. Pretty, pretty simple. Now you got to get a software update. That may be pretty simple too, but come on. And, and this is what I'm talking about when we talk about autonomous trucks. Nah, this can't happen. And, and the other thing, too, when it does happen, how long before the uh, before it gets fixed? Because on these recalls, well, dealers will update the uh, software free of charge. Notification letters are expected to be mailed to owners <laughs> December 16th. So Tough. Recalls 22 KWK, 22 PBK, cover 2022 to through uh, 2023 Kenworth T680, T880, W990, Peterbilt 365, 367, <clears throat> 389, 567, and 579s. That's according to uh, Bellevue, Washington-based Packard. So now you know. Gotta love this. Volvo. They have unveiled a tool for electric trucks. This tool is a total cost of ownership tool 
for electric trucks. Vovo's making this available to you. It's a tool to help motor carriers examine the financial considerations of adopting zero emission vehicles. Now, do what you want, but an electric vehicle manufacturer is probably not the best one to get a tool <laughs> such as this. I'd rather be an independent party that has no interest in the, you know, nothing in the game at all, but it is what it is. And while we're on the subject of electric, there's a string of electric semi-chargers planned for the I-10 corridor between L.A. and El Paso. You're going to love this. Interstate 10 freight corridor between L.A. and El Paso, El Paso, soon be outfitted with electric truck charging stations stretching from Southern California to West Texas, if all goes according to plan. I'm promising you these are going to be future eyesores. <laughs> terawatt infrastructure plans to construct a terawatt charging center every 150 miles starting outside of LA and ending in El Paso the stations will be positioned every 150 miles or so to accommodate the mileage range of a commercially available electric semi-truck and will range in size from 4 to 100 acres I guess you're getting the size of a pilot all the way up to uh, a big, big Petro. <laughs> In addition to semi-truck charging facilities, these locations will include driver amenities that will allow for driver rest, eat, shower. Here, Here's the kicker. While their trucks are charging. <laughs> yeah, go take your nap, go eat, get a shower. Time you get done with all that, hey, it'd be time to roll, baby. Then 150 miles later, you got to do the same thing <laughs> or whenever. Anyway, locations plan to be energy efficient with solar panels and low emissions in mind. You think the line at fuel stops now is long. Wait, wait for this puppy. Come on, man. <laughs> I read that and kind of cracked me up. What else we got going on in the uh, trucking news? All right, here we go. Double broker. Now, this is the story, and I took it straight off the uh, website. As is, and it's kind of misleading, but uh, I get it. I mean, the story, the news is a fact. It's just the way they presented it. It's kind of weird. Okay, the headline, Busted Double Broker Pleads Guilty to Stealing Carrier's Identity and Fraud. Busted double broker. All right, here's the deal. Tijuana resident pled guilty to a charge related to a double broker scheme. Here's that word, double broker, again. Tijuana resident Alexis Castillo Padilla, if I'm pronouncing that right, pleaded guilty or pled guilty in federal court earlier this month to criminal charges related to, here's that, that word again, double brokering, a double brokering scheme targeting trucking companies and brokers that is according to a press release from the DOJ, the DOJ being, of course, Department of Justice. According to Alexis's plea agreement, as part of this uh, scheme, Padilla stole the identity of a Spring Valley, California-based interstate carrier. Okay, that's the first thing that will happen during a fraudulent double broker scheme. 
and agreed to make deliveries using the company's stolen identity. So he, what he's doing, he's, he's got this a trucking company's documentation. And apparently, he's acting like he is this trucking company. Okay, he's got the documents. That's why you never put your documentation on your website. Never, ever, ever. People can steal it and do whatever they want to with it. If you've got a trucking company, if you've got a freight brokerage, get that packet off your website. All right, so he's agreed to make deliveries using the company's stolen identity. Identity. He's acting like he's the trucking company. Then, rather than delivering the loads, Padilla posed as a shipper. And rebrokered the same loads to other carriers who delivered the freight. Okay, first of all, he used the trucking company's identity to get the loads from a broker. Okay, broker's all good with it. Now he's representing himself as the shipper, not a broker. So therefore, this double brokering that's all through this article has nothing to do with double brokering. This guy... He posed as a trucking company to a broker. He took the load from the brokers and then posed as the actual shipper for the load. And he booked the loads on trucks. And those trucks delivered the freight. All right, this guy then allegedly collected the payments for the completed deliveries, but he didn't pay the carriers. Well, of course not. The carriers uh, were unaware that uh, this guy was running, here we go again, a double brokered scheme. It's not double brokering. It's fraud. Double brokering is too, well, we'll get into that. This isn't double brokering. Uh, he did all this from Tijuana, Mexico. How about that? Now, this guy pled guilty to these charges following the expedition to the United States from Italy. So he did all this in Tijuana, collected the money, took off, and went to Italy. He was arrested in Italy, extradited back to the United States back in May of 22 this year. As part of his plea agreement, Padilla agreed to pay restitutions to the victims. Are you ready for this? $239,904. Almost $240,000. How did he get away with this that long? This guy is scheduled to be sentenced by U.S. District Judge John A. Houston, December 7th. Now, let's talk to you freight brokers just starting out, freight broker agents. This guy's pulling a scheme. <laughs> I mean, come on. If he would have put half that effort into doing it legally... Maybe free and clear, making all kinds of money. This guy put some effort into this. You've got to work. You know, I get calls all the time. Mike, I'm, I'm, man, man I'm, I'm, I'm making my calls, but now if you're making calls, you're, you're getting customers. That's about all it amounts to. If you're not getting customers, something's wrong with either the way you're presenting yourself to that potential customer, something's wrong with your, your script or whatever you're using. Maybe you're prospecting the wrong commodities. I've got a client right now. They've been prospecting everything except what was recommended to them to prospect, and they're not getting any customers. So 
what do you do? Well, you got to get, you got to work. You got to make the calls. You got to work. If this guy can do it fraudulently and turn 239,904 bucks, come on. No reason you can't do it right. You know what I mean? All right. What else? Your uh, FPT, FPTV fuel and spot rate update for the week of October 24th. I know it's 26, but the EIA doesn't release its numbers till the uh, afternoon of Monday of that week. So here we are. Fuel prices, according to the EIA Energy Information Administration, Diesel at five thirty-four a gallon, up two cents from a week ago. It went up like forty cents overnight here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, where do you go, Washington? Doing a good job. Triple <laughs> A has it at a five thirty-two a gallon. Their average. Okay, let's go back a year. This time last year, same week, average cost of a gallon of diesel was three dollars and seventy-one cents a gallon. Five thirty-four today, three seventy-one a year ago. Let's go back two years, 2020, 239 a gallon, 239 a gallon this week in 2020, today, $5.34 a gallon. You've got to ask yourself, what has changed? November, a couple of weeks from now, make a difference. You know what I mean? Gasoline, how about gasoline? Gasoline's at three seventy seven a gallon, up ten cents from a week ago. Triple A has it at three seventy six, so they're pretty much well both of them, EIA and the AAA, both pretty much in the ballpark for a gas and diesel. Gasoline though, same period one year ago, three twenty eight per gallon, not nearly as bad as diesel. Same period in twenty twenty, two years ago, it was two oh five a gallon. 205 a gallon two years ago, today 377. What has changed in those two years? Spot rates from last week dry vans down 0.3%, flatbed down 0.4%, refrigerated freight down 1.1%. Spot rates from last month van down two cents a mile, 243 per mile on average. Flatbed down three cents per mile, down to 288. Refrigerated down three cents per mile, down to 281. Now, these rates and such, you know, the van down, flatbed down, refrigerated down. Don't read a lot into that. People I'm talking to, drivers and things like that in trucks, they're, they're rolling. There's a lot of freight out there. You just got to go get it. Average fuel surcharge, that's uh, pretty huge. Flatbed, on average, 82 cents per mile. Dry van, fuel surcharge, 68 cents per mile. Refrigerated, 74 cents per mile. The average fuel surcharge across the board for flatbed, dry van, and refrigerated, 75 cents per mile. And that, my friends, is your FBTV fuel and spot rate update for the week of October 24th. 
All right. What now? If you didn't know, my name is Mike. I'm uh, your host of the FBTV podcast and videos on YouTube. Also the lead consultant at Taltoy. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We specialize in helping people start their freight broker operations, be it as an agent or even as a brokerage firm. We also help trucking companies. A lot of trucking companies come to us because they are, well, they are using brokers for a hundred percent of their loads. We got a video somewhere. <clears throat> we got a video somewhere. That talks about how much money a truck is losing. If they're using a broker for a hundred percent of their loads. If you're a trucking company, you've got to have your own customers, especially in these day and times, you know what I mean? You got to have your own customers. If not, you're, you're giving away money. You're giving away money that you could be putting in your pocket. And believe me, that adds up into tens of hundreds of thousand dollars a year, depending on the size of your fleet. I just throw these numbers at you. We got a video. You can look for it. It's on YouTube somewhere. On average, a truck, a trucking company that's using a broker for a hundred percent of their loads, all their loads, they're, they're, they're losing between three and $500 per week per truck. If you got 10 trucks, that's three to $5,000 a week, $50,000 a year, 20 trucks, 20,000 or $100,000 a year. Rather see what I mean? You gotta have your own, gotta have your own customers. A broker, uh, my clients hear this all the time. A broker is the most misused tool in the transportation industry. A, a broker is actually designed to assist a truck with a, obtaining a load to move that truck to a destination that that trucking company needs that truck to be, generally to pick up a load from one of their customers. High, higher paying freight. What's the difference between a trucking company having their own customers and a broker being a dispatcher for a trucking company? Yeah, if you're the trucking company, you're getting 100% of the rate. If you've got your own customer, if you're dealing with a broker, it's whatever you negotiate the broker to. 10%, 20%. Maybe you're getting 70% of the rate the customer paid the broker. 80%, who knows? Anyway, you get the idea. Anyway. Go to our website, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We got uh, packages up there that include packages for those that are already freight brokers, packages for those wishing to become a freight broker, even a freight broker agent. That's going to bring us to our Q&A here in a moment. Yeah, we have packages, pretty much all of our full training and consulting <clears throat> packages. If you want to start out as an agent, as soon as you complete your essential training, you can enter our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be working through us under our, our license brokerage for a period of your choosing, be it three to 12 months. That's going to be followed by another period of consulting. That's going to be equal to that time, three to 12 months. And yeah, it's a paid position. It's a paid position. Uh, you're going to be, uh, as a freight broker agent, you're going to be paid to commission. You're going to be an independent contractor. You're going to be a paid commission. And we're not going to pay you like 30 or 40% commission just because you're new. No, you're going to get standard commission, 60% on net. Net is the profit on the load. If you have a customer, they're paying $3,000 to move a load from point A to point B. You got a truck to move that load for 2,400. You get a $600 net. 60% of that, 360 bucks. That would be your commission on that load. Make sense? Anyway. 
The mentorship program is designed to allow you to begin your broker operation through us so you can start getting the experience of building a customer base. That customer base, that is so important. So important. I've got clients out there now. I got some clients that are saying, yeah, I can't get a customer. You know, you can't. I got other clients that are turning five or six, seven customers in a day. Goes back to what I was talking about earlier. If you follow the directions, our recommendations. Anyway, neither here nor there. Anita, she writes in Q&A question. I've been searching for information on becoming a freight agent. I am having issues with finding information just, just, just capitalized <laughs> on becoming an agent. Most everything I see is for a broker. I do understand that they are almost identical but would love to see training for an agent only, especially for folks with no experience whatsoever like me. Anita, you answered your own question. A broker and an agent do exactly the same thing, except the broker that has the license, they have added administrative responsibilities, liabilities, and legalities. In other words, the broker, they have the license, the $75,000 bond, UCR, BOC3, they carry all the insurances, all that fun stuff. They're handling billing the shipper. They're handling paying the carrier, the whole nine yards. You as an agent, on the other side of that coin, you're doing the same thing as a broker, except as an agent, you're not focused on the administrative part. You're focused on finding a customer base, getting customers, getting loads, finding trucks to move those loads. So what will I get Taltoa? Our essential training is what a broker does and what an agent does. It's going to cover everything from how do you find a customer? How do you prospect? How do you make your sales call? What do you say? How do you respond? How do you negotiate? How do you calculate rates? How do you find trucks? How do you negotiate with the carrier? It's going to cover everything from actually getting the load for finding the shipper, getting the load all the way through delivery of that load, including legal and contracts as a broker agent. That's exactly what you're going to be doing. The training is going to be the same. It doesn't matter if you're a broker or an agent, you're doing the same thing in that aspect of it. Now, if you're the broker, that's the, 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 uh, the administrative part of it, that's going to fall under your consulting. See what I mean? But I need it. Yeah. Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, you're getting the whole, you're, you're, you know, the broker and the agent does the same thing, just like you identified here. They're, they're, you know, it's, if somebody puts out a training out there that says for broker agents only, okay, you know, it's just another name, but you could take their other program and it's going to be the same thing. See what I mean? So don't, don't sweat it. Anita, if you wish, call me 479-668-0838. Call me at Taltoa. Uh, look over our packages. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Help you out, whatever you need. Anyway, thank you for writing in, Anita. Matter of fact, if you got a question you want to uh, send to us, you can write it. Email it to us at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. We have forms on our website. Find our website at freightbrokertv.com, and you can even Skype us. Our Skype is uh, on your Skype app. Just do a search for FBTV. And I did not the impossible question today. 
According to a survey, and we'll, I'll try to remember to answer this before we get done. According to a survey, most people say they are afraid of this item in their own home. What is it? They're afraid of this, and it's in their own home. What is it? Got a birthday today. You're in pretty good company. Happy birthday to you, first of all. Uh, birthdays. Born on this date back in 1917, Felix the Cat, the cartoon carrier character. I guess he was presented for the first time 105 years ago today. Kelly Garrett. Ah, that name rings a bell, don't it? Kelly Garrett. Huh? Charlie's Angels. Jacqueline Smith. She's having a birthday today. Pat Sajak spinning the wheel at 76 years old today. You know, I wonder. I was thinking about this a while back. Pat, Pat and Vanna. You figure back a hundred years ago when they started that show, you know, you figure back, you figure back even before that, that their whole career, Vanna's would be spending letters. She don't even do that anymore. And Pat Sajak, do you think he aspired to be the host of a game show? And Vanna aspired to be a letter turner on a game show? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just kind of, hey, it pays, man. I'm sure they're, you know, 30, 40 years later, they're probably making mega bucks. Tom Hanks' wife, Rita, Rita Wilson, she's uh, having a birthday today. Rita Wilson. I like her. I think I think she's pretty cute. I think her and Tom make a cute couple. Don't you? <laughs> today in history. Hey, man, this is a special day in history, especially if you're in Tombstone, Arizona. I'm sure there are all kinds of things going on in Tombstone today. This day back in 1881, the gunfight at OK Corral took place in Tombstone, so I'm sure that's a big thing. And 60 short years later, 1941, U.S. saving bonds went on sale. Doonesbury, the comic strip, it debuted on this date back in 1970. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, became the first National Hockey League player to reach 2,000 points. How about that? Uh, what do you got? Oh, here's something you might want to know. Has nothing to do with trucking or transportation, but I thought it was pretty interesting. If you've missed this, you need to uh, need to do some Google searching. Talk to your doctor. Researchers at City of Hope in Los Angeles says the first patient has received a new cancer-stopping pill and is healthy and well. That's, that's all I've got here, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it. An Iranian man nicknamed the dirtiest man in the world for not taking showers for decades. Oh, stench. Anyway, he passed away. 94 years old. Maybe that's the trick. You don't take showers. I always love that. They always, you know, somebody hits century mark. What, what, do you, what, what do you call it? Good living? How, how do you explain living to 100 years old? And they always say, oh, I ate a pack of bacon a day and smoked three packs of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, Lord. A Russian court has upheld the nine-year prison term for Brittany Griner. That's the uh, basketball player, female basketball player, got busted. She took pot into Russia. Come on. Anyway, a State Department official has hinted that there could be some kind of a prisoner exchange before the end of the year. Speaking of pot, I saw this in the news the other day. I don't have the... Uh, papers in front of me about it, but I saw it in the news and it cracked me up. 
uh, apparently a pot grower, marijuana grower, marijuana farm, or just whatever they call them, where they buy it, being sued because it's not getting buyers high enough. <laughs> Only in America, right? <laughs> all right, Apple. Yeah, Apple TV, all that fun stuff, Apple Music. They're going to be raising the prices of its streaming services, three of them. Apple Music's going to go up by a dollar a month. For individual subscriptions, Apple TV going to go up to $2 a month. Apple One's price for individuals will also increase by $2 a month. So now you know. Anything else? How about this? Meat-free filet mignon. First of all, if it's meat-free, it's not filet mignon. Anyway... It says here, when it comes to recreating the taste, texture, and look of real meat, whole cuts have been called the holy grail of plant-based products. With its plants, plant-based prime-cut steak, it's not steak. You're just calling it that if it doesn't have meat. If it doesn't come from an animal, it's not steak. Anyway, with its plant-based prime-cut steak, Juicy Marbles thinks it's mastered the art. The Slovo Slovenian... Can't even pronounce it. Company's filet mignon contains many ingredients used widely in plant-based beef, soy protein. <gasps> kind of sounds pretty close to Soylent Green, don't it? You ever see that movie? Watch it. Yeah, it's old Charlton Heston, but watch it. We're close, baby. <laughs> Think 1984 hit it on the head. George Orwell. Yeah, watch this one. Soylent Green. Anyway, soy protein concentrate, sunflower oil, beetroot powder. Yeast extract, but it claims to be distinct from other brands because of its marbling. Its marbling effect of protein and fat. Its filet mignon was launched online in Europe and the U.S. earlier this year, retailing for about $30 pack. That $30 includes four four-ounce filets. Not cheap, but people are buying them, taking them home, cooking them. Restaurants. Looking at them, too. They want something that goes beyond plant-based burgers or sausages. Come on. Hey, people out there, I, do what you want. It's up to you. Let's see. Any, any, anything else in here? We're, oh, yeah. Let's talk about this for a minute before we call it a day. World Series is going to be coming up. It's going to be between the uh, Astros and the Phillies. Plan on going and get ready to spend. Yeah, you probably want to open up a new credit card. A couple of them, maybe, depending on how many games you want to go. Game one's going to be the 28th, two days from now, day after tomorrow in Houston. The lowest, lowest get-in price, grab a chair, 740 bucks. You want to stand the whole nine innings, 674 bucks. The highest priced seat for game one of the World Series, $6,342. This, this information is coming... Uh, from us, from Game Time, probably GameTime.com, whatever. Anyway, Game Two, it's uh, the next date, October 29th in Houston. The lowest get-in price, same as uh, Game One, 740. Standing room, you can save a buck, 673. But the highest priced, holy smoke, it's gone up uh, over three thousand dollars, up to nine thousand five hundred and twelve bucks. Can you believe that? <laughs> game Three going to be in Philadelphia. <clears throat> and here we go. 
The lowest get-in price is going to be $1,555 each. Standing room tickets, $1,384 each. The highest-priced seats in Philly, $51,729. Surely that's a typo. Why is Game 3... Now, I guess they're figuring it could be the last game of the series. Maybe that's it. Anyway, Game 4... November 1st, going to be in Philadelphia. Lowest get-in price, $1,676, $1,676. Standing room tickets start at $1,446. The highest priced seat, $9,457. Game 5, November 2nd, if we go that far. Going to be in Philadelphia. Lowest get-in price, $1,767. Standing room, 1766 Highest-priced seat, $10,508. I think that's a typo on that 51000 That don't sound right. Might be. Game 6 in Houston, November 4th. Lowest to get in price, 865 Standing room, 815 Highest-priced, 11277 bucks. That's per seat, man. <laughs> Game 7... If it goes that far, November 5th is going to be in Houston. Lowest get-in price, 826 standing room only, uh, seven, or standing room tickets only. You can stand only, no seat. Uh, 789 Highest price, $12,409. Jiminy crickets. I bet the guys from the 20s and 30s, the Babe Bruce and the Mickey Mantles, they'd freak out at those prices, you know. Anyway, that's it. All right, remember, if you got any questions, if you want to contact us, feel free to do so. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, Skype, FBTV. Today's impossible question before I get out of here, the answer. According to a survey, most people say they are most afraid of this item in their home. What is it? The garbage disposal. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it is what it is. Listen, go have a good Wednesday. Have a good rest of your week, unless, of course, you made other plans. And uh, be looking. We're going to be dropping the full podcast on YouTube. Then we're going to be cutting it up in sections. So if you want to watch a specific section se- section of this podcast, you'll be able to do so individually. Anyway, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Have a good day, whatever. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.